This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. On last week's show, we talked with Kim Pickett about the importance of creating a healthy work environment for yourselves and those who work with you. And we spoke with Tara Bowman about the importance of continuing to evolve your business. Lastly, in our Business Builder segment, we talked about why it's important to include reinforcing stories in your offerings. Michael, what do we have planned for today's show? Well, first up, in our Trends and Insights segment, Janelle will be talking with Stephanie bonte Labert about the need to be authentic in your business. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with Linda Waterhouse about how she became an accidental business owner and how she's continuing to grow her digital marketing company. In our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about the importance of knowing your big why. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today, we're talking with Stephanie Bonte-Labert, the owner of Empowered Performer and the eWomen Network Managing Director in Montgomery County, Maryland. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi. Thank you for having me, Janelle. I'm excited about our conversation today. You've got so much to share I'd love to have you start by telling us what is the current trend that you see impacting coaches, speakers, and authors like yourself? Well, I think one of the biggest trends I'm seeing right now is this desire to really have authentic and personal connections with people in a world where we are bombard- bombarded constantly with you know, how to market for social media, how to create websites, how to do funnels online, how to create online programs. All of these things are wonderful tools, but I'm really seeing the desire for people to still want to have those really personal connections where they can really feel like they really know who you are as a, as a business owner, as a coach, as a speaker, as an author, and that they feel like they can trust you and they can get to know you in a deeper way than just through you know, all of those tools that you may have at your arsenal. It's interesting that you say that because one of the things I've been doing is going through all my old emails and saying, you know, who do I want to keep getting information from and who do I want to opt out of? Mm -hmm. And I've actually been using that, not even thinking about it really, but that has been something I've been using to say, okay, do I want to still continue to get information from this person or are they just bombarding me with I, what I feel is their agenda versus what I need. 
Absolutely. I'm, I've been doing the same thing, and I think one of my criteria for who I continue to follow is how well I feel I really know them as a person. And it, that just really depends on how they're communicating with me. What are they doing in their communication to make me feel like I understand who they are and why they're doing what they're doing? So oftentimes it'll be, you know, not just do they have great marketing copy and is their sales page look professional, but do they have videos? Are they sharing who they are as a person and the stories that have created who they are? And, and anything they can do to feel like I really understand them at some level because they also understand me and the struggles maybe I'm going through. Interesting. So how do you, when you're talking to people or coaching people, how do you tell them or coach them to make sure that they do have that authentic message and they balance, because everyone's out there to make money. I mean, that's why they're in business. But how do you teach them or coach them to build that relationship? Sure. Well, I think it really starts with understanding your own personal why and why it is that you are doing what you're doing in the first place. A lot of people get sometimes get into what they're doing because they want to make money and they feel like it will bring in an income, but they oftentimes don't take the time to really sit with themselves and say, why is it that I love to do this? Why is it that I love to coach people in this way? Or what is part of my story as to how I got here and how am I able to share part of that story so that people can really feel connected to me? Um, you know, as a voice coach and as a speaking coach, it's, I always coach people about how they're able to be a reflection and a mirror for the person who's in front of them, whether that's a large group of people or one-on-one. How can you be a mirror to them? And the only way that they're going to see themselves in you when you're communicating is that you have an authenticity about you. You have a vulnerability, a visibility, an ability to share where you came from, how you got to where you are, and to not make it all about, you know, the product that you're selling or the coaching service that you have, um, but to really have that balance between your story and then how your story will help them with their story. Interesting. I think that's so true, and I think when you do that, it really takes a lot less time to build that relationship because you're letting people know who you are, and that's what people really want to know. Yeah, and it's reflected in just about everything that you do. So authenticity is in something, you know, you can't fake it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're either going to be you or you're not going to be you, and people understand that. And as a singer and a speaker, they'll hear it on many levels. And so one of the things that I really help people with is, what does your voice say about you? What do people hear when they listen to the sound of your voice, when they see you stand up in front of a room and use your body? Um, that physical aspect of your presentation combined then, of course, with your message, your story, your product, all of those things together create a, a full package of the physical, the mental, and the spiritual voices that are inside each of us. So being able to weave those three things together in a way that feels true to you, 100% of the time will come forward as an authentic connection. You can't fake it. It's just if, if it's there, it's there. Mm-hmm. When I think your voice really impacts how people take your message. And sometimes it's important to be really loud and, you know, really 
um, speaking fast, and other times, depending on your message, being a little bit slower, more thoughtful, talking in a little bit um, lower voice. This Recently, I did a presentation, and I was giving a very personal, authentic talk and really sharing a lot of stories about my journey and what I've done. And then the next person gave one that was very, um, it was really good, but it was really focused on selling. Our styles were very different, and we got a very different reaction from the audience. And I think it's important for speakers to go watch other people in their delivery and not only listen to the message, but watch the audience because they tell you so much about how it's being received. Absolutely. And when you're speaking and you're in that authentic place, you don't have to sell, quote unquote sell. Mm -hmm. You just have to share the message and you have to invite them to take a next step. But there's a big difference between the invitation and this perception of being sold to. And that really does have a lot to do with your communication to the audience and being able to really read the room. So when you're standing there, I always like to think of speaking in public, for example, it's really having a conversation. If you don't view it as a conversation, it's very easy to get into sort of standing on the mountaintop and delivering your message and then hoping people will take the next step on their own. When you're in a conversation, you really are reading the energy of the room, asking them to respond to you as you share your information, asking them questions, asking them to raise their hand. And then when you ask that next step, who would like to you know, buy my product or have that next you know, offer, that free offer that maybe you can offer from the front of the room, that people will, they're already in the, in the, you know, the mindset to be responding to you that whole time. So, of course, if they're the right fit for you, if they are meant to be served by you, then they can just take the next step and not feel like, you know, they just had a pitch. Mm-hmm. I wish more um, speakers would really understand the value of what you just said um, because it really is about building that relationship, about having that conversation. And if you do it right, I believe the sales and what they need is going to come together beautifully after that. Absolutely. And, you know, you can tell who's comfortable from the front of the stage and who's not when it comes to having that that next step because as entrepreneurs, we do want to make money. It's, the point is to grow our businesses. And we do it through the unique gift that each of us offer to the world. But we can't continue to reach out to those people and to serve those people if we don't know how to make that offer. We don't know how to have them take that next step with us. So you, you, it's easy to tell who's comfortable and who's not comfortable. And it's reflected not only, you were talking I think a little earlier really about what I call vocal variety. So sometimes being able to speak more slowly, sometimes being able to raise your voice or to have an impact on certain words, all of that's what I call vocal variety. And vocal mm. variety is a reflection of your authenticity. I believe. I, I teach how to do it, how to break it down, you know, how to use your body to create more of it. But when you're in the authentic place of really being aligned between what your body is capable of doing as a speaker, what your mind is telling you, you know, the message that you really want to deliver and that energetic or spiritual component of really understanding your why, why you're doing this, why you are offering whatever it is you're offering. When those three things are aligned, 
the vocal variety just happens. It happens more easily. It's the key indicator for people, especially on the subconscious level, that you are true to your word, that you really do offer what you say you offer, and that people will like and trust you at the end of your presentation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because I think I just had um, one of those light bulb moments when you're talking about vocal variety. And I think that's, as I think back to speakers that I've listened to and the ones I'm really drawn to or the ones that I feel are pushing more or selling more, they both have that vocal variety, but mm-hmm. the ones that are, are selling and trying really hard, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel authentic. The other ones that are, are really speaking that authentic message, it, it draws you in. I mean, you almost want to sit up and lean in because they're just really speaking to you. It's, it, it is authentic. Yeah, you make a really good point because anyone can learn how to create vocal variety. Anyone can practice, oh, I'm going to be loud at this part of my speech, or I'm going to take a really long pause right here. And all of that's fine. You can certainly plan certain things ahead, but at the same time, if it doesn't feel natural, if it feels too rehearsed, your audience is going to know. They're Mm -hmm. absolutely going to know that you have planned it that way versus allowing it just to flow, you know, to the natural course of the conversation that you're having. Mm Mm-hmm. This is absolutely fascinating, and I can't wait to learn more. How can our listeners get in touch with you and learn about your business and what you have to offer? The best way is to go right to my website, which is www.empoweryourvoice.com. And Empower is E-M-P-O-W-E-E-R, your voice spelled out, .com. I've got videos there. Uh, You can actually sign up for a free vocal assessment if you'd like to, all kinds of information on my website. Well, thank you very much, and we will put a link to your website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio page so that our listeners can connect with you. So thank you so much for your time. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thanks, Janelle. We need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview, and you don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. Imagine the feeling of being seen as the go-to expert in your field and having that at no extra cost for marketing, plus having more time for your family, friends, vacations, and hobbies. You don't have to imagine anymore. Hi, I'm Kristen Baker, sales, money, and success coach, and I want to share my proven formula that I use to close over $100 million in sales. Go to KristenBakerCoach.com, that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, BakerCoach.com, and access my free checklist called Turn 100 Leads into $20,000. 
Find out in less than five minutes if you've been sitting on a gold mine of ideal clients. Stop wasting time and money on sales and marketing methods that don't work. Start by going to kristenbakercoach.com, download my checklist, and let's get started today. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with digital marketing expert, Linda Waterhouse, and her company, WSI Web Systems is a great place for you to learn about digital marketing and really learn more about this topic. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Janelle. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation today because I know that digital marketing is a really confusing topic for a lot of people, and I know you have a lot to share. And I'd love to start our conversation with you just giving us a little bit about your business how you got started, and how it's evolved over time. Well, I am what you call an accidental business owner. I uh, started with working in WSI Web Systems when there was another owner in 2010, and I worked part-time for about a year and a half, uh, but unfortunately, he, he suddenly passed away in an accident. And I was kind of figuring out what I should do next, and his wife asked me to continue his legacy. And I really hadn't thought about running a business at that point, but I saw this Richard Branson quote that says something like, um, if an opportunity presents itself to you, but you don't know how to do it, take it, and then figure out how to do it after. And so I decided it was kind of a sign, and... And so I took over the company in 2012, and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. You know, it's interesting that you say that. Um, I hadn't heard that that quote from Richard Branson, but um, when I first became um, connected to eWomen Network and became a managing director here in Phoenix, I had no clue how to lead a networking group, how to do the things that I would need to do, but the opportunity presented itself three times, and the third time I said, okay, you know, if I believe in this group, if I, I you know, I've made some great connections, I, you know, have to trust that it's being presented to me for a reason, so I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I keep, you know, over the time, you know, it hasn't been easy all the time, but I, I keep going back to that, and I'm, I keep learning. There's so much to learn. But, you know, so many things that I'm doing today are those opportunities that you get put in front of you that, you know, you never, if you lay out your plan, you never would have expected or even thought about them. But I find some of the best opportunities are those ones that just appear at exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. No, that is, that is very true. There were, there have been many times over the years where I feel like Lance has been, you know, watching over me and, you know, putting these, these opportunities in front of me to to grasp, you know, whether it's been more education or, you know, digital marketing evolving over time, because when we first started, it was really just websites and search engine optimization. There was nothing else. And then social media started, and then it became really big in email marketing, and it's just really growing and growing. We have no idea what direction it's going to take in the future. 
No, absolutely. So can you explain um, a little bit in, in just a simple format um, digital marketing? Because I know that you know, having a digital presence and being online is really important um, and really um, gives all businesses a very similar opportunity. But I think it can be really overwhelming. So how does somebody that's getting started know where to start? It, it is really overwhelming, and that's, that's a common theme uh, with, with the businesses that I work with. In fact, my business started out really focused on B2B clients, you know, more businesses, mm-hmm. but then as I became more involved with networking groups and I met more and more small business owners, I've seen how overwhelmed they are, and I just have this burning need to, to share the information to, to make it simple and make it easy. And WSI originally stood for We Simplify the Internet, which I just thought was, you know, really amazing because that's, that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. So people, uh, a lot of people ask me, well, I, you know, I have Facebook, I have Instagram, I have LinkedIn, you know, why do I need a website? And I really feel like a website is still very important as a, a home base or a, a foundation because the bottom line is, all the other social media platforms, we really just rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, you know, they could, I've known people to get their Facebook accounts shut down because of some, something they did wrong or something, some accident. Even, even top-notch companies that should know better, they've been, they've been shut down. You know, the same with LinkedIn. With Google, Google changes their mind, you know, on their algorithm all the time, and people you know, fall from the top of the search engines all the way to the, you know, page 50. Mm-hmm. But our website and our, our email contact list are the two things that we own. So that's what I tell people to really focus on at first. Have a website. And what I like to compare our websites are, you know, when you, when you graduate from college and you, you have your first car, you know, it's, it's probably not a Lamborghini. You know, it's probably something that has a lot of miles on it and, and it's, it's inexpensive, but it, it gets, you, gets you where you need to go. And so it's perfectly okay to have, you know, a simple website at first. But as we get older and as we progress, you know, we, we want to get something a little bit more sophisticated. Same with our cars and mm-hmm. the same with our website. So, you know, people just need to, to get out there and have a foundation, and that's, that's what I really encourage people to do. Well, and I like the way you say that with websites because I've seen new entrepreneurs who are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and, you know, saying my website's going to be ready in three months. I can tell you our first website went through about six iterations until we got it where it needed to be. And you've really got to get your message really honed. And when an entrepreneur is starting or a business owner is starting, they have a concept, they have an idea, but most business owners end up like you in a place that's different than where you start. And you need to have the flexibility to adapt, to adjust, to modify. And when you put that much into it, you know, you're just really throwing darts at the wall, I believe, because you're taking a good shot at it, and, but mm-hmm. it's probably not where you're going to end up. That's a, that's a good point. And trends change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I, I tell a lot of people that, 
you know, we, we can't get so invested in our websites that we're not willing to, to move on because website design has trends the same as, you know, like kitchens have trends. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my parents had an avocado and gold kitchen forever that was clearly done in the 70s, you know, mm-hmm. and, and websites are kind of the same, but they're not in decades. They're probably in three to five year chunks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if our websites are more than, you know, three to five years old, we, we probably need to update it and change it, uh, especially if our website is not mobile friendly or, as people are saying now, thumb friendly. You know, mm-hmm. our buttons need to be large enough so that when we press the thumbs on our mobile phones, you know, only one button is pressed and not, not <laughs> three or four. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. And I also think with people with social media, um, and I was talking to someone the other day, and they said, well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and all these different places, and I, I'd love to hear your thought. Do you need to be on all those, or can you pick just a couple and really um, – focus on those because you could spend a whole day just doing social media stuff. Oh, absolutely. And if you can afford hiring somebody to be on social media all day, then then that's when you should be on everything. But for mm-hmm. most of us, we should only pick, you know, two, maybe three at the tops that we think our ideal clients are hanging out on. You know, for B2, with B2C, Businesses, business to consumer, uh, Facebook is a is a clear answer. B to B, business to business, should probably focus their initial efforts on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. No, I I absolutely agree, and it's good to hear you say that. And if you've got something that's got a lot of um, very visual, then I think certainly. Pinterest is, you know, if you've got products or you've got things that might attract people. But look at, I love that, look at where your clients hang out. Um, and it may not be the, what, your, what, your, what it's your preference, but it's important to go where you're going to find your clients so you can really attract them. Absolutely. If you have, uh, your clients are young, you should definitely be on Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. forget about Facebook. Just go directly to Instagram because that's where they are. And now Snapchat. But, I, you know, I have to say, even I'm not on Snapchat because I have enough, and that's not where my clients hang out. So I know enough to help people, but I'm not on that one myself right now. Okay, so, so I have to ask you this question because I'm not on Snapchat, and I see people, I see pictures with, like, dog, big tongues and ears on the heads, and people are putting things on their pictures. Is, I mean, is there, a, is there a business purpose to Snapchat, or is it just fun? Uh, I think it's fun, and I think it's trying to make business more fun. Uh, because well, we'll take Facebook. Um, I think 80% of all adults who are on the Internet use Facebook. And although I did say before that if your clients are B2B, you should be on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but all those business people are still people. And the chances are that 80% of them are still going to be on Facebook. But when people go on Facebook, you know, those same business people, they're not in business person mode. They're in, you know, relaxed person mode. So we have to change our message. We can't, they're not looking there to, to buy things. They're looking there to relax, to be entertained. And so our message has to draw people in that way. So I believe with Snapchat, because it's so visually oriented and they have all these, you know, fun, fun things to do with, you know, putting the crowns on your head and, you know, whatnot. 
um, that's just a way of, of drawing people in and spending more time on, on the platform. Hmm. So it is really, it really is about knowing your ideal clients, knowing where they hang out, and um, starting with that and getting your message out there. This has been really interesting. We need to take a really quick break. And when we come back, I'd love to talk about um, products and how you, you know, really leverage your time and expertise to help people um, expand their digital marketing and, and do that. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. In our success interview today, we're talking with Linda Waterhouse with WSI Web Systems. And if you missed our conversation before the break, you absolutely want to go back because we talked about digital marketing, what it is, and how you can really get online to build your business and the importance of having a website. So if you missed it, be sure to go back and listen to it. I'd love to spend the second part of our time together, Linda, talking about products. And I know you and I have talked offline about products and services. And there's a real, you know, products or services are products. And I think people um, sometimes don't quite understand that. But can you tell us about the first product you had and kind of how it's evolved? Well, one of the first products that we developed was a social selling course on LinkedIn. And although I hate the term social selling because to me, social, we shouldn't be you know, always selling on social media. It should be a way to be social. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the buzzword. But it's basically, uh, it was a 12-week course 
that was done on live webinars each week on how to use LinkedIn to do lead generation. And this was a, a, a very new concept at first. And a lot of people really learned a lot. Not that it's ever going to replace face-to-face -face networking, mm -hmm. but we can only be we can only go to so many networking events, you know, per week. Mm -hmm. uh, and LinkedIn is a great way of uh, doing a, a filtered search to find the people who would be most interested in our products and services, and to be able to connect with them and to find out whether there's a you know there's a possible uh, business partnership in the future. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it is a way to absolutely complement the live networking like the eWomen Network, Accelerated Networking Events. Um, I think there's that finding that balance of what works for you because there's nothing like building those relationships face-to-face -face and then having people make those warm introductions. But you don't always find everything you need in those face-to-face -face situations. And I love that, that you help people with that social selling. And, you know, your tagline on your website is, we simplify the Internet. And I think it's a really complicated topic where people say it is because they don't get it. Um, I'd love to have you talk for just a minute about the social selling because I know I'm getting a lot more emails and Facebook comments, and it's a lot more selling versus building the relationship, and I want to balance because I don't want to see people just trying to sell to me before they even know me. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's absolutely true. And one of the, the, biggest, uh, the biggest part of our, our appeal is that we say we're building relationships. If, if we happen to sell something as a byproduct, that's great, but really we're there to learn about each other's businesses and see see if I can help you or possibly you can help me. You know, that's mm -hmm. that's that's the real goal. And if a sale happens to come out of it, then then that's a bonus. Uh, you know, the, the interesting about LinkedIn is that a lot of people right away say, "Oh, I don't sell to businesses. I'm not going to go on LinkedIn." But one of the networking uh, tips that I heard one time that really I took to heart was to find not just one client at a time, mm -hmm. but find a partner who's going to help you find multiple clients. Mm -hmm. So, for, for example, I have um, a friend who sells uh, Take Shape for Life. That's a, like a Metafast mm -hmm. uh, weight management program. And she was looking for you know, people who wanted to lose weight. And she was very successful with that, but it's still kind of a slow process. You have to find one person at a time. But when she started using LinkedIn, where she could find you know, weight, weight management centers or wellness centers or doctors or chiropractors, and she started building relationships with them, they have a whole you know, network of people who, who, who they can tap into. Mm -hmm. So it's really a way of, of leveraging your time and, and your networking. Absolutely. And I think with digital marketing, um, it's, would you consider um, education, wouldn't that fall in that as far as how do you get your message out there in a way that you really want to get people to just take action or want to learn more is the key. Yes, 
and um, there's some people who call it edutainment. It's a combination of education and entertainment. So that's what we should you know, be looking for, ways of engaging our audience, educating them, and also entertaining them. I one love of the, that. One of the tips that we give people is as far as, you know, I get questions all the time. I don't know what to post. I don't know what to say. Uh, and, and we offer the 411 rule. And people are really uh, too hard on themselves that they don't have to come up with all of the content themselves. And we suggest finding four pieces of content that other people have created and to share that. One piece of original content and then one post that is selling your product. So really if only one out of six posts is, you know, what's, and I don't even want to say that it's a hard sell, but, mm-hmm. you know, is a, selling, is a selling post, then we're not going to be turning people off. People will know that for the most part when they see something from us, it's going to be, you know, educational and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, one of the things that I've learned as with, um, being when I was a managing director here in Phoenix, and with now I'm dealing with people all over the world, is when I get a newsletter or I, I see something on social media that makes me think of someone, I'm forwarding it to them and say, thinking of you. I saw this thinking of you. And it's mm-hmm. amazing how I can send, you know, just standard information and get no response. But when I send them something that really made me think of them and I do that, Mm-hmm. I get a response basically 99.9% of the time very quickly because it's something that's personal and it literally took me a few seconds. But, and it's very authentic and genuine. I don't just do it to get in front of someone, but I do it when I'm, it really makes me think of them. And it's so valuable. I did it this morning and someone said, this is perfect. I'm teaching a class. I can absolutely use this. And just doing that really helps build those relationships and gets people to know you and you to know them better. Right. And it's, right, it's a way of reaching out. It's a, it's a way of helping other people. And, and people, for the most part, are very kind. If, if, if somebody helps me, I'm, you know, I go out of my way to try to find out a way to help them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how do you take um, what you do? Because I imagine a lot of what you do is, is one-on-one. How do you take that and leverage it to really grow your business? So what's either next in products or what are some of the other tools that you have taken instead of doing them one-on-one that you want to systemize or have put into a system or a product so that you can help leverage and grow your business? Well, Mostly, I have done a series of classes and workshops. With the, with the social selling uh, series that I spoke about before, mm-hmm. because so many people weren't able to schedule 12 weeks the same day, the same time, mm-hmm. um, we turned it into a, uh, an online class so that people have the whole thing at once and they can access the modules as they, as they are able to. And that mm-hmm. works a lot better for a lot of people. The other thing I've done has, is created a series of Facebook classes because that's what I get asked about the most. And, you know, just when I think that, you know, everybody already knows Facebook, I'll, I'll realize that there's, Facebook is always changing, so it's really difficult to keep up with all the changes. Mm-hmm. And people really appreciate 
having a place where they can ask questions and, and do some of the work right then and there. Because it's one thing when you're, you know, you're, you're listening to somebody or you're watching somebody do it, and then you go back to your office and you're like, what did they do again? So that's why I've tried to do workshops this year. Um, and it's been a little uh, frustrating that, you know, I'm still limited as to the amount of people I can reach with the workshops. So I am going to turn it into an online course. But I really, I really do like the one, the one to many. I, I like the personal interaction with the workshops that I've done so far. Mm-hmm. Well, so when I so... do the online class, I'm sorry. When I do the online classes, I'm trying to think of a way that you know maybe I'll have some calls with people where they can ask questions. You know, because I, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose that connection. Absolutely, and and that's something to really pay attention to and know what you love and know what has the biggest impact. I think there's so many online tools now, whether it's Zoom, um, there's different ways that you can actually engage and interact where it's not in person, which I think limits limits the reach, and it's really... I think important to understand who your clients are as far as do they want that, get it done. I know I'm one of those people when I learn something, I want to do it because you can tell me how to do it, but until I actually do it, I'm an experiential learner. If I can Mm -hmm. do it with you and have someone there that I can ask questions to or that can support me, it makes all the difference in the result. And once I do it, I get it. But just Mm -hmm. watching someone else do it, I don't. I, I, my brain doesn't process information very well doing that. Well, I, I, think, I think you're like most people. Uh, I mean, one of the most rewarding things uh, was when I was doing a, a LinkedIn Power User class uh, introducing the concepts of social selling. And within that two-and-a-half-hour class, one of, the, one of the people who also happens to be an eWomen member uh, mm-hmm. did, did the exercises and probably an hour and a half into the class, she came back and said, I have an appointment with somebody. And I was, I was astonished. I was like, like really? You, you, inter- you engage with somebody new and they agree to an appointment? She's like, yeah, this stuff really works. And, and I don't think that would have happened if it was just you know, an online class and it wasn't an in-person workshop where she could try it out. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I love that, and I think this is a topic that people really want to learn more about and need to learn more about to be successful in business. So how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about you and your business? Well, the easiest way is to email me at info at wsiwebsystems.com, or they can also get a lot of free goodies on my resources page, which is www.wsiwebsystems.com forward slash resources. And there we have a lot of downloads on digital marketing. We have ebooks, infographics, marketing kits, videos, all sorts of things that can help people learn a little bit more about digital marketing. Perfect. And we will put a link to your website with today's interview on our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio web page so they'll be able to connect with you. And I want to remind everyone that the tagline for Linda's company is we simplify the internet so it doesn't have to be complicated. Can you give our listeners just one final tip that they can use to help scale their business? Oh, you know, something that Sandra said at the eWomen conference this year really spoke to me. 
and it was that we think it might be easier staying small. And I originally thought that. I thought I just wanted to have, you know, just me, a one-person company. But it really doesn't work when something happens, when I take a vacation or something. So that if we can hire somebody even part-time, like a VA, uh, we can serve more people, and our business actually becomes easier. And I, I really believe Sandra when she said that. Absolutely, that's a great um, that's a great takeaway to end our conversation. Thank you so much for sharing and for your time today. Thank you, Janelle. This is a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and it's one that we need to get out there. So thank you. We need to take another quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builders, so stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're talking about the importance of knowing your big why. I'm really excited to have this conversation today, Michael, because I think a lot of people say, when I'm talking to them in conversation, they know their why, but we know that really understanding your quote-unquote big why is really important, and it's not necessarily just knowing why you do things. What do you think? Can you tell a little bit more about it? Well, absolutely. I think it's fundamental to really understanding, you know, why you actually do what you do. I mean, it's really your big why is is really what drives you forward. It's the reason you're in business. Um, it really underlies everything. And, um, you know, you can ask yourself those kinds of questions. Why did you start this business and not some other business? You know, how did you get into this? Um, what really is exciting about it or what really 
really gets you going or gets you passionate. Another component of the big why is is what's what do you really care about? Do you care about um, your family, your legacy, your money? You know, sort of what is it that really underlies everything that you do? And once you know what that is, once you know your big why, it helps you to stay focused in both your business and your personal life. Um, when you know your big why, it's really easy to focus on the things that help you achieve that. You know, there's so many things that you can do each day. Um, there's so many distractions we all have. And if you know your big why, it really helps you separate out those things that are essential to do and those things that are not. Um, you know, the question you ask is, it, is this driving towards my big why? Is this supporting my big why? And if it's not, then you really have to question why, you know, why you're doing it. You know, it isn't always easy to determine what your big why is. Often people start with, well, it's more money or it's financial independence or something like that. And those are okay, you know, but in my experience, and I, I think you would agree, they're rarely the actual big why. They're really the underlying reason that you're in business, that you do what it, you do. Um, you have to ask yourself, if you say it's money, what are you going to do with that money? Why do you need that money? What is it going to what is it going to provide for you? What kind of lifestyle is it going to provide? What is it going to allow you to do? And that really gets you closer to your big why. I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about this. Well, and for us, it's really about being driven by our family, by the time we have to spend with them. We want that flexibility in what we do. And it's not just for today, but it's for the long term that's really our big why for our family, for our grandchildren and those to come. But it took us a while to figure that out. And for us, it was really doing what we loved and were passionate about, but also about creating that lifestyle that we really wanted to live. Yeah, absolutely. It really is about lifestyle. And um, the, your lifestyle or the lifestyle you want really plays a big part of determining what your big why is. You know, clearly, you know, most people don't want to be poor or homeless. That's a given. But I would submit that most people really don't want to be excessively rich either. Well, you know, really what I should say is that not that they don't want to be rich, but they really don't want to put in the effort, take the risks, make the sacrifices that really are necessary to achieve great wealth. Um, you know, of course, it, you know, if, if we won the ladder, lottery tomorrow, that would be great, but barring that happening, um, we've made the decision to um, balance work and life. Um, we could work a lot harder, do a lot of additional things, really drive the business very, very hard, and have more wealth. But our big why, as you said, being family and, and spending time with family and really having that opportunity really balances against how much time we want to spend in the business. No, I agree. And I think a lot of people um, want to make more money, not necessarily, I've seen the shift, not necessarily for them, but because of their give back. That's part of their why. And you know, you and I have talked about that because for me, even if we did win the lottery tomorrow, I don't believe our lifestyle would really change because we have the things that are important to us. We might do a little bit more traveling and do a few more things for the kids, 
But overall, I don't think it would really change that much. But how we can support others and the give back would certainly change to a much higher degree than, you know, what we're able to do today. Although I think we do quite a bit. And it's that balance. Yeah, it really is that balance. And I, I would agree with you. I don't think it would change much. Maybe it would work a little bit less. But I can't see us not working. I think that that's really, you know, part of what drives us, what we're passionate about. But I think you're right. It's partly the give back. It's partly what we can we do for other entrepreneurs, for other people, for other folks that are less fortunate. We like to do those kinds of things as well. And, you know, it's really what, what's important to us is that flexible work schedule. That's why I'm in this business. That's why I don't work a corporate nine to five job, um, not because I don't necessarily want to, but because I like that flexibility of being able to go to birthday parties or school events for the grandkids or um, take the grandkids to lunch every now and then or those kinds of things. I mean, I spent a lot of years um, as I was learning. Um, I spent a lot of years um, traveling as a consultant. I was away three, four weeks a month. And that really took a toll. I know it took a toll on me, but it took a toll on the family as well. And and so having been through that type of lifestyle, I know I don't want to go back to that lifestyle. I don't want to go back to the 80, the 100 hour weeks. It's just not what drives me today. What really drives me, as you said earlier, is that work-life balance, being able to spend time with the family, being able to really enjoy the grandkids as they're growing. Well, I think it's also about doing something that you're passionate about, doing something that's helping others. The beauty of it is finding what you're really good at, what you love doing, and finding a way to do that and make it work for you in a way that has that balance that you're looking for. Because I know you get most excited when you're helping people create something, when you're learning something new and putting it together in a way that others couldn't even envision. That's when you're most excited and I think most content. I mean, other than when you're having lunch with one of the grandkids or having those conversations. But so it's, it's about finding what you love doing, finding a way to be able to do that in a way that makes sense for you and your family and all those around you. Absolutely. And, you know, in, when you figure out or you, you take some time to figure out what your big why is, you really want to start with um, what's the lifestyle that you want? What's really important to you? And don't worry about how you're going to generate money from that or how you're going to make that into a business. Because in today's world, there are just so many options for business. Um, with the advent of online businesses and just the availability of so many different options, we really do live in an incredibly rich time when you can really make a business out of just about anything in just about any media. So really start with what's the underlying driver for you? What really gets you up in the morning? What are you passionate about? Where do you want to spend your time? And now you're getting at the big why. Once you get there, then you can figure out how can you build a business around that? How could you build a life around that? No, I agree. And I've talked to so many people lately. When they get clear about their big why, it helps them then set their intentions of what they want to happen, what they want their business to look like. And I've talked to a couple people in the last week who really said once they got clear on that, 
things started to fall in place in ways they never could have imagined. People that they'd been trying to connect with for multiple years and had been unable to reach and it had been totally unobtainable literally fell into their lap in ways that they never could have predicted. But I believe a big part of that is being clear on your big why. What do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to accomplish it? And how are you going to bring it all together? And I think it's really important to understand you don't have to have all the answers. The answers will come together when you put everything together in the perfect way. And I think that's what's so important. It really helps us drive ourselves, our business, and everything forward. And you know, we'd love to hear what your big why is. What are you looking for? If you go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page, under today's episode, share what your big why is. And if you're not sure what your big why is, put down what you think it is, or put down what questions you have about helping determine what that is. And let's start a conversation because once you understand that, the world is going to open in ways you never expected. I absolutely agree. I mean, understanding your big why is so important. And you mentioned the idea of focus. Um, And I go back to the law of attraction. Really, to me, it's the law of focus is really what the law of attraction is. It's, It's focus on those things that you want to bring into your life. And as you said, somehow the right people are in the room, that you go to the right events, you start to see lots of opportunity around you to build that business, to build that life that really drives your underlying big why. Absolutely. And I'm excited to hear what people have to say. Again, visit us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit. And let's continue the conversation. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.